Just gonna run this dog to see if we can find any type of uh, human remains that are left. Listen to Where Secrets Go to Die, The Disappearance of Derek Hennigan. From the Detroit Free Press, a new podcast set in the woods of Michigan's Upper Peninsula. Available on Apple, Spotify, Freep.com, or wherever you get your podcasts. Usually it's Let's Go Buffalo, but now it's Oh No Buffalo. Welcome to another edition of It's a Football Podcast, brought to you by USA Today. I'm Safa Dean, joined by Tyler Dragon. We're your NFL insiders with USA Today Sports. Tyler, it looks like the Bills have offered up their scapegoat, man. Ken Dorsey, their offensive coordinator, was fired on Tuesday after the Broncos beat the Bills on Monday Night Football in ugly, ugly fashion. Um, There were so many mistakes across the board by both of those teams. It feels like if the Broncos were a better team, they would have won by at least like 10 points, right? Or like at least two touchdowns. If you're a good team, you know how to capitalize on those situations that the Bills were offering up to them. But uh, the Bills had a chance to win it, and they ultimately did not on Monday Night Football against Denver at home in Buffalo, by the way. And now Ken Dorsey has been fired. Uh, Tyler, what was your first reaction to hearing about Ken Dorsey losing his job as kind of the scapegoat and all of this in the midst of Buffalo's five and five start this year. So let me get this straight. Was Ken Dorsey responsible for those four turnovers uh, on Monday night? Was he responsible for the most turnovers by a quarterback since 2018? Is he responsible no, I, for all that stuff? I'm maybe not solely responsible, but he has okay. some responsibility. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, he has but, some responsibility. Uh, I mean, the botched handoff, it it was just a turnover party for the Buffalo Bills, and they deserve Don't forget the 12th man. Don't forget the 12th man on the field. Exactly. And what was Ken Dorsey responsible for that as well? He's not special teams Mm. coach. Oh, he's not the head coach either. He's not the head coach either. You got the word right, scapegoat. Uh, I think Ken Dorsey is a good offensive coordinator, and the Bills just have an issue with turning the ball over. And Josh Allen – is becoming problematic right now. Now, he's not the only issue. Josh Allen, his ceiling is a top three quarterback. However, we haven't seen him reach his ceiling in a long time. And floor Josh Allen is a mediocre quarterback. And we've seen a lot of floor Josh Allen turning the ball over, erratic passes, inaccurate passes, and just bad decision-making. The game against the Broncos, it was just marred by all of those. Those interceptions, they weren't even close. They were bad throws, bad decisions. And then, you know, I look at the other side of the field. The defense played pretty good. And this is a defense that has been banged up, especially mm-hmm. in the secondary. Shout out to DeMar Hamlin. Got uh, in the game for the first time since suffering a cardiac arrest. Uh, even made a tackle. So that's a feel-good story. But – He was in because a lot of the players that Buffalo expected to be out there each and every Sunday are on the sideline injured or an injured reserve. So that is an issue. But the biggest issue to me is the Bills turn the ball over too much. Josh Allen leads the NFL in interceptions entering week 11. And then to add another layer 
Stefan Diggs' brother, Trayvon Diggs, is calling out Josh Allen and pleading for his brother to get out of Buffalo. So that even just adds a whole nother layer to this frustrating season right now for the Buffalo Bills. Now, the silver lining is they could turn it around. It's They're five and five. They're still in the playoff picture. Seems like half the teams in the AFC have five losses. <laughs> uh, it feels or, like it, know, yeah. Near five losses. And so they, they have time to turn it around, but they better start in a hurry. They're already two games back of your Miami Dolphins. Soft, it looks like the Dolphins are going to win the division. But, yeah, it's bad in Buffalo right now. Yeah, look, Ken, Ken Dorsey was a scapegoat in all of this. Uh, Sean McDermott has some real problems there. Um, Josh Allen has definitely regressed since Brian Dable left to coach the Giants. And Ken Dorsey was a quarterback coach at the time and elevated to offensive coordinator. And, um, you know, he hasn't been lighting it up as much. Josh Allen continues to play hero ball. And it's something that, you know, we kind of sit and watch him. We, we watch him sit and talk about how he needs to play better and make these changes. And he's just not right now. Um, he's looking past check down plays that are easy and trying to make harder plays down the field for himself. Um, you know, the, the Broncos game was just another example of how the Bills maybe think that they're better than everybody else that they play. And all their losses have come to teams that they should, in theory, have beaten. And they maybe either, uh, you know, overlooked them or just played so poorly that their talent gap is closed, right? And these other teams have gotten the best of them. I don't think Buffalo makes the playoffs this year. They can turn it around, yes, but the losses that they've incurred, they're going to be on the on the bad end of some tiebreakers, you know, some mm-hmm. situations where they're going to try to get in as a six or seven seed, and some of them might have a win over them, um, and it would just bounce them from the playoffs. So. I think Buffalo's in real trouble this year. If they don't make the playoffs, Sean McDermott is done. And if I'm the Bills, mm-hmm. I'm trying to do everything I can to take Brian Dable and call him back from the Giants and see if he wants to come coach my team because that was the best Josh Allen has played in his career with Dable as his offensive coordinator. And if he could be a head coach, he led the Giants to the playoffs, you know, in their first season together. Uh, you know, if Brian Dable could come back to the Bills in any way, if the Giants mess up, let Brian Dable go. I think that would be the biggest thing that could help Buffalo, you know, in the future. But but for right now, uh, you know, it's all on Josh Allen, in my opinion. He has to play better. He has to, so, you know, improve. Mm-hmm. Yeah, to your point, it's probably going to take 10 wins to get a playoff berth in the AFC. That means the Bills can only lose two more games. The Bills, the scheduling guys did not do the Bills any favors to close out the season. Not they have the all. Eagles. They have to play the Chiefs. They have mm-hmm. to play the Miami Dolphins. They got to play the Cowboys. They got to play the Chargers. Like, they're, <laughs> they can only lose two of those games. And yeah. you could already mark down L's for the Chiefs and the Eagles. Now, are they going to beat Miami? I don't – they haven't proven to me that they, they always can beat again Miami. that day. They, always they beat already Miami. did, but, man, they always the Cowboys, the Cowboys – that's tough. That's I know tough the Chargers team. have their problems, but can they beat the Chargers? I mean, they can, but the way they play last night, they're going to have a tough sledding to make the playoffs. Yeah, definitely. And this is this is all to say um, Buffalo Super Bowl window is very – it's as closed as it's been in the last four years, right? Um, it felt wide open when he's going toe-to-toe with Patrick Mahomes in the AFC title game. Um, and then, you know, they lost to the Bengals in the playoffs the next year after that, right? It felt like Joe Burrow and the Bengals – not only did they pass, you know, the the Bills, but they passed the Chiefs when they reached the Super Bowl against the Rams, right? And it kind of regressed to the Chiefs now. But the Bills are the odd man out in the AFC hierarchy, right? 
Um, it's it's the Chiefs right now, obviously, and the Bengals are nowhere for it, five and four, but they're probably the most scariest team you don't want to see in the playoff field, right? They can win every road game in the playoffs and reach the Super Bowl. They've done it before. Uh, you know, the Ravens coming off a hiccup, Jaguars coming off a hiccup. Dolphins had a great week to have a bye because all these teams lost, right? <laughs> but when you look at the when you look at the Bills, they have a Josh Allen problem, and he is playing hero ball, and he's not taking easy throws and making easy plays and moving the sticks. He's trying to go past his second and third progression to beam it downfield and try to make a big play happen. When they happen, it's great. And when they don't happen, he turns the ball over and he puts his defense in a really uncomfortable situation where they wind up sometimes giving the ball back to him and then he's messing up even more. You know, so Buffalo should not be five and five this year. In fact, they should probably be three and seven because the Giants game and the and the Bucks game should have ended in pass interference calls, right? Yeah. So yeah. you look at them, the the, the Bills are, are getting by by the skin of their teeth right now and um, I'm not sure. I, I definitely think they're not going to make the playoffs this year. This window so gotta, with, with Sean McDermott and all that, I, th- I think it could be over as we speak. So I have a hot take to give you, Soffit, and it might be a lukewarm <clears throat> take if you look on social media. I think Stefan Diggs requests a trade this offseason if the Bills do not make the playoffs. <laughs> it might think, be a lukewarm take you think? That, that his brother is uh, popping off on social media. But, yeah, yeah. this, this it seems like his last season in Buffalo, especially if they are on the outside looking in come playoff time. Yeah, definitely. And and it, it would be sad to see Buffalo's run kind of end like this, Tyler. Um, you look at a four-year window, right? And this was supposed to be the time that the Bills finally corrected, you know, the four-year window back in the 90s where they reached the Super Bowl and they could not get past it, right? Um, the Bills are a very passionate fan base. They're probably the most passionate fan base in the entire NFL. As much as I follow Miami, uh, you know, I love Bills fans. I, I love what they bring to the NFL each and every week that we put them on a Sunday night game or a Monday night game and you see their fans going absolutely crazy in that stadium because they actually live this, right? The Bills are like a college football team in the NFL where they, those fans, you know, they eat, sleep, breathe Buffalo, right? And it's 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 hard for them, I can imagine, right? I can, and, and, and I imagine it's hard for the players too because um, it looked like their Super Bowl window was wide open and now it looks like you know, it, it doesn't look completely shut, but it looks like it's, it's like a little peephole, like a little peephole right now. <laughs> Man, uh, I, I feel for those Buffalo fans because there ain't nothing to do up in Buffalo, Soffit, besides go to Bills games. And if you're an NHL fan, go to Sabres games. So yeah, there's nothing to do but to go to games or, or be cold. <laughs> yeah. Go eat some wings, go binge some Netflix in your basement. You oh, know yeah. What I'm you can Maybe drive you want to go check out Niagara, Niagara Falls. Falls. Yeah. That's mm-hmm. beautiful. Buffalo yeah. underrated road trip at the NFL. It's an underrated no. road trip. No, no, thank you. <laughs> I did it plenty of times covering the Dolphins. Trust me. <laughs> I know how you feel. Tyler, let's get into the AFC playoff mix while we're here, man, because I'm looking at this playoff standings for the AFC, and it's just completely crazy, right? Like, I, if you told me the Steelers and the Browns would be in the playoff mix come week 10, I would have told you you're absolutely crazy. And the fact of the matter is the Steelers and, and, and Browns are absolutely crazy themselves, right? Um, in the AFC, you got Chiefs, Ravens, Jaguars, Dolphins. Those are your division leaders. And then right after that, you got the Steelers, Browns, and look who snuck in, the Houston Texans, 5-4 and four behind C.J. Stroud having a, an amazing rookie season. Huge win over the Bengals last week. 
the Bengals were a little hobbled, right? You know, T. Higgins didn't play from a hamstring. Uh, you couldn't really move Jermar Chase around like they did earlier this season because he had a back injury. I'm not too worried about the Bengals in the long run. But when I look at these playoff standings, Tyler, I see the Bengals right on the cusp of it, eighth seed, five and four. The Bills are the 10th seed, five and five. The Chargers are the 12th seed, four and five, right? You got the Colts, you got the Raiders, you got the Jets, and the Broncos kind of in the mix, the four-win mix. And it just looks like a hodgepodge of bad teams that are just happening to win right now, right? <laughs> like it doesn't look like outside of the Chiefs, it doesn't look like any team has really run away. I, I would say that some of the six and three teams might be a little bit closer to, you know, where the Ravens and the Dolphins are and the Jaguars than they are kind of close to the bottom tier. I mean, how do you think this AFC picture is going to span out, man? Oh, man. So you gave me a lot there. So let's let's start at the top. I, the Chiefs are the class of the AFC, obviously. However, I think the Ravens should be kicking themselves. Their three losses are because of self-inflicted errors. You can make a strong case that the Ravens should be undefeated right now. They're, they have three bad losses in games that they should have won. Um, you look at the Miami Dolphins. Uh, as I said before, Safi, this is uh, you'll like this. I think the Miami Dolphins are going to win their division and the Jacksonville Jaguars. Now let's get down to the wild card teams. The Steelers, Safi, they are the first team in NFL history to be outgained in their first That's not gonna nine continue. games. Like, is that going to continue? Have a winning record. <laughs> That's unsustainable. Like you said, yes. it's unsustainable. I, they, they are going to fall back to earth. I think that's going to happen uh, beginning this week when they take on the Browns. Deshaun Watson is quietly playing a little bit better now. We've seen glimpses of the old uh, Deshaun Watson uh, in Houston. So I do think the Browns could sneak into the playoffs, but I have the Steelers dropping out. I have the Bengals sneaking in. Now, yes, the Bengals – I really don't understand that loss, but I, I get it because of the fact that Jamar Chase is less than 100%. T. Higgins is down. However, the Bengals have a tough closing to the end of season two. I have them losing on Thursday against the Baltimore Ravens. Lamar Jackson is 7-1 uh, as a starter against the Bengals. So, But they're, I think they sneak in. Now, when it comes to the Houston Texans, C.J. Stroud is going to win NFL Offensive Rookie of the Year. I really like what he's doing and what the Minko Ryan NFL coach of the year. But Soffit, I do not think they're going to make the playoffs. I know you're going to kill me for this, but I still have the LA Chargers making the playoffs. What? Yes, I have them as seventh. I have them as a seventh seed. They had they were five and five at I think week 11 last season, and then they mm-hmm. went on a run. I think they have a similar type run to close the season. They sneak in the way, uh, wild card, the last spot. However, if they don't reach the playoffs, uh, I like Brandon Staley. I think he's a nice guy, but his days in L.A. are over because it wow. is a results business, and if they do not make the playoffs, I can see Brandon Staley leaving Los Angeles. Yeah, I can too. I can too. And it would be amazing to see if the Bills and the Chargers jobs are both open come next year. That would be incredible to see. <laughs> um, I still can't believe you got the Chargers in the mix, man. I really don't see it. Um, you know, the Chargers Lions game was pretty funny to me in the sense that Detroit, we called Detroit a little bit of a Super Bowl contender because they won that game and they got up to seven and two. And I can see it, I can ride with that. 
I think Detroit, like I told you last week, which was kind of crazy when I said it, but I think Detroit might win out. I think Detroit might get their the number one seed from the Eagles and the 49ers. Um, they have a really soft schedule, and they're really good too. Um, they're in year two of what this is going on here with Dan Campbell. Um, Jared Goff is playing really good football for them. They have a two-headed running back monster in Jameer Gibbs and David Montgomery, which is way better than what they had last year, which was and who? guy i don't even remember um but you look at st brown and he's balling out of his mind uh jameson williams is coming along he's getting a few reps i think it's gonna take a little bit of time but they might unlock him and unleash him and when you look at sam laporta all the things that they have going on on offense detroit is probably one of the most high-powered units that we have in the nfl Um, but you crossed over to the nfc we're in the afc yeah, yeah, yeah. But what I'm saying is the Chargers aren't good, man. Like the Chargers, <laughs> the Chargers just lose close games all the time. They do. They lose close games all the time. And you just you don't have no faith in them, man. Like Justin Herbert and Brandon Staley, all those guys are just helpless on the sideline on that final Detroit drive, right? They had three minutes left in that game, and they didn't even give them a chance to get the ball back, right? A bad team would have given Justin Herbert the ball back. Um but also, I, I I just look at the Chargers and I just don't have any faith in them. They can play, they can have a good game, but they're gonna lose because they just don't have what it takes to kind of get over that hump. And that's why, in my opinion, they're just not gonna make it. Um, they have too many losses already, and I don't even know if the schedule even softens up for them to really kind of make a charge, like you're you're saying that they can do. Um, I'm just they I'm, play, I'm really play the Bills really low on them. and the Ravens and the Chiefs still. So that's that's three tough games. Mm-hmm. They have to win at least two of those games. They can only the Bills and the Chargers can only lose two more games the rest of the way because it's going yeah. to take ten wins to get a wild card spot in the AFC. Yeah, and they both have they both have Five a combined losses. ten losses together. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? The Chargers play the Broncos twice later this year, and you can't tell me that the Broncos won't beat them at least once, right? Like, can you tell me that the Broncos won't beat them once at they, least they once? Could. They could, you know, but like, like, would it surprise you if they beat the Broncos twice? Would it surprise me? Yeah. No, I mean that's the team they're supposed to be, <laughs> right? Like the Broncos yeah. aren't that great. Like let, let's, no. you know, the Broncos have two wins over the Chiefs and the Bills, but I mean, look at the way they won that Bills game. They needed, they needed a pass mm-hmm. interference call to get a field goal. Okay, that was their best offense, and it worked to perfection. And I mean, you know what? Sometimes you got to win a game like that. Um. I'm just down on the Chargers, man. I don't think they have what it takes to kind of get over that hump. Um, they might be a little too far behind. And mm-hmm. the problem for the Chargers is there's so many other teams that are ahead of them right now. The Steelers, the Bron- the Browns, the Texans, the Bengals, even the Bills. Those are five teams already ahead of them in the mix. And, you know, we're losing out on playoff spots when you look at the top half, <laughs> you know, for, for the Chargers to sneak in. So I don't see it. I don't buy it. Who are your Tyler's- seven teams? Um, the top four. You gotta give me your seven. Yeah, the top four. That's right now. Okay. Um, taking Chiefs, Ravens, Jaguars, Dolphins. Um, I'm gonna take the Texans. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm gonna take the Bills. Oh, I think the Bills six? come back into it. A six seed? No, no, no. Bengals, Bills. Okay. Bengals, Bills. Texans, okay. Bengals, Bills are my final three. Okay. The Chargers are too far behind. I don't think anybody else is that good. 
um, to kind of get into the mix there. But I do think Pittsburgh and the Browns kind of fall out because of what we spoke about earlier. I have no idea how the Steelers will sustain their winning by being outgained. <laughs> and then Deshaun Watson had a good game last game, um, but you're you're still wanting to see more from him. And the body of work altogether doesn't let me know that he could be the decisive um, playmaker that he needs to be to lead Cleveland to the playoffs. So we'll see. There's still plenty of time left, Tyler. Still plenty of time left. Tyler, I spoke a little bit about the Lions just now, but looks like the San Francisco 49ers are back. All right. Uh, the 49ers had a blowout win last week over the Jacksonville Jaguars. I incorrectly picked the Jaguars to beat San Francisco. I don't know what mm-hmm. I was thinking, trying to you know think that San Fran was going to lose four in a row, but it was impossible. Right. Uh, 49ers beat the Jaguars 34 to three in Jacksonville last week. Brock Purdy had three touchdowns. McCaffrey, 95 yards. The touchdown streak is broken, but uh, San Francisco 49ers look back healthy. And the thing for me, Tyler, is Trent Williams. It's all about Trent Williams for me. I know Debo Samuel coming back was it too, but once they have that left tackle, everything else just opens up for them offensively. You don't have to worry about the edge rusher on the other side. You can get your plays off with McCaffrey. As long as Trent Williams is healthy, I think San Fran has a great shot this year. Um, But who do you think – between those two teams, the Eagles, San Fran, or the Lions, comes out on top. So, yeah, I think people were overlooking the fact that the 49ers were down the best left tackle, probably the best left tackle in the game in Troy Williams, and their best receiver in Debo Samuel. I think it is a two-headed monster uh, for them, and they need them both equally. Debo Samuel, in my opinion, is their most – explosive offensive player, even ahead of Christian McCaffrey, because they went to the NFC championship game and, you know, had Super Bowl appearances without Christian McCaffrey. So they they need that player who gets the yards after the catch. Now, if the 49ers defense comes to play like they did against Jacksonville, they're going to be tough to beat because that defense, they have the ability to be the best defense in the NFL. Now, yes, they're mm-hmm. vulnerable at defensive back, especially the cornerback position. But that front force off it. I mean, it's a who's who list. You got Chase Young now combined with Nick Bosa, Eric Armstead, Javon Hargrave. How are you going to block those guys? The court, quarterbacks, opposing quarterbacks are going to have a tough time throwing the football. Now, the Philadelphia Eagles, they are a really good matchup because they have such a stout offensive line, and they can match the 49ers defensive line with arguably the best offensive line in football, and you have a mobile quarterback, and you have receivers that can exploit the San Francisco uh, weak secondary. So that's why I still have the Eagles uh, as the best team in the NFC. I think um, the Eagles defense and the 49ers defense are better than the Detroit Lions. So that's why I give them the edge over the Lions. I mean, Yes, the Lions, their offense, high-powered, explosive. But a wrong bounce here or there, they could have lost last week. They gave up 38 points. The um, Those two teams, the Eagles and the 49ers, they're not giving up 38 points against the Chargers. They're going to shut down Herbert and that offense and hold them under yeah, yeah. 35 but, points. But it's not the Chargers. Are they going to do that against the Lions? Yeah. 
they have the ability to shut down, not shut down, but contain the Lions and hold them under 30 points. And that's not even asking a lot for that defense. Now, can the Lions shut down the Eagles or the 49ers? I don't believe so. I think the Lions Mm -hmm. and 49ers are the most complete teams in the NFC. Yeah, definitely. Look, when I look at Philly and San Fran, the D-line sticks out to me more than anything. Those are the two best defensive lines in football, right? Um, when you look at Philly, you got Josh Sweat and Hassan Reddick and, uh, you know, Jalen Carter and Jordan Davis when he gets back and, um, you know, some other guys on that bench. Like, they were eight deep last year. Mm-hmm. Um, you look at the 49ers picking up Chase Young and him and Nick Bosa on the bench, you know, hugging and laughing like they're back at Ohio State. Um, and they're just loaded defensively up front, right? Um when, when you look at the offenses of both teams, I like Philly a lot more because they have the quarterback already. I take Jalen Hurts over Brock Purdy any day of the week. Um, you know, Brock Purdy can manage a game, but he's not going to – is he going to give you the plays that you need to win to make a Super Bowl? I'm not sure. Um, you know, I think Jalen Hurts can do that for you. And, and for me, where the Lions kind of fit into the mix of all that is I think the Lions, man, are just – they're so much more put together. I think they just – they're just brainwashed by Dan Campbell and his coaching, right? I think Dan Campbell probably has a better pulse of his team um, than maybe Kyle Shanahan does. Um, And maybe even Nick Sirianni too, to be honest. Um, You know, Sirianni could be a little bit of firecracker at times, but they've been really, really good. Um, The Philly also had to replace both coordinators last year, um, and they haven't seemed to skip a beat from that. Um, and when I look at when I look at the Lions, I just feel like they're just so much more put together. Like they can go into LA and beat the Chargers in a shootout um, because they're not going to blink, right? And I think when it comes time to play the Eagles or San Fran in the playoffs, um, I don't think Detroit's going to blink as much. I can see them coming up short, but I, I I can also see a situation where they don't blink and probably come out on top by some some rhyme or reason, right? So this is going to be really really fascinating to see. We did not expect Detroit to be in this position at all, right? I didn't expect them to be good. But when you're looking at the NFC and how weak all the rest of those teams are, I didn't expect them to be elevated as one of the top teams in the NFL on their side of the conference, um, you know, at this point in the year, man. So it's just a great credit to what Dan Campbell has done building that team. They looked crazy making all those draft picks, right? And all of them kind of worked out right now. Jameer Gibbs with the number 12 pick, great pickup. He's a monster for them. Um, you know, he's carried them the last couple weeks before Montgomery came back. And then you look at on, on defense too, the linebackers played out, um, you know, worked out for them and the tight end has worked out for them too, Laporta. So I'm really interested to see how Detroit turns in the rest of the season, man. They're going to have to get home field advantage for me. Whoever has the most home field advantage in this conference is going to come out on top. If San Fran gets it, they're going to win. If Philly gets it, they're going to win. And I'm not sure what Detroit's home field advantage is going to be like, but you can only imagine how loud that field will be in Detroit come Thanksgiving this year. We're actually going to have a good Lions game for Thanksgiving. <laughs> and uh, we'll see how loud that stadium could be in the playoffs for sure. The Lions have not won a playoff game in 31 years, Soffit. It is the longest playoff win drought in the NFL currently. I mean, it would be huge if the Lions could not only get home field, but actually win a playoff game, stop it, 31 years. I wasn't born. I, I, you were probably like 10, 12 years old, 31 years Tyler, ago. Tyler, don't lie to these people. We were both born. <laughs> we were both four, four or five years old when it happened. Hey, 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 people, hey, 
Hey, hey, hey, I, I don't know about that. I don't know about that. But yeah, it, it, I, I hope for the city of Detroit that they can have one, they can get in the playoffs, which it looks like they are. And two, they can win a, win a playoff game. My biggest fear is Detroit gets the bye. They're going to lose their first playoff game. Oh, man. Well, don't get the bye then. Don't get the bye. Get the bye. Just coming, coming hot, right? Coming hot. Keep playing. Yeah. Uh, Tyler, we're moving along here, but let's preview the game of the week on Monday Night Football next week. It's going to be a Super Bowl matchup, man. A Super Bowl rematch, excuse me, um, where we have the Kansas City Chiefs and the Philadelphia Eagles meeting again on Monday night, man. I love when we do this in the NFL. They always like to put a real premier game in the middle of the schedule. You know, this would be great to have in week one. Yeah, sure. But, like, we just saw that game. Let's see how both teams kind of do later on the season. So week 11, Monday night football, Philly's going to Kansas City to play. Um, I like that this game's in Kansas City for the Chiefs because, obviously, they won the Super Bowl. Um, But I feel like Philly, like, all their tough games, they've always had them at home. Like, you know, they play, you know, obviously you have the Cowboys at home. But you have the Dolphins at home. I think the Dolphins 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 Dolphins. as well, too. Yeah, that was a tough game. Um, <laughs> but when I look at Eagles-Chiefs, man, I look at two teams that have definitely come from, you know, gone through some changes since they met in the Super Bowl, right? I mentioned how Philly lost their coordinators, and they've kind of, um, you know, not really skipped a beat, although it was a little tough the first game or so, right? Um, I mean, after all, they only have one loss coming into this game. So it couldn't have been that bad. Um, but when you look at Kansas City, too, Tyler, I think Kansas City kind of is the same team from last year. Like, they still have questions at receiver that you don't know about, right? You still question if, um, you know, obviously Isaiah Pacheco is a more pronounced um, part of that offense. Um, but it's still Kelsey or Buzz for them on offense. I think the only thing that really changed for the Chiefs is that their defense has definitely taken the reins a little bit. So I – Agree with you to an extent. However, I didn't have as many questions about the Chiefs wide receivers last year because they had Juju Smith-Schuster. He was targeted, I mean, over 100 times. So he was their number one receiver. Now, this year, I have questions. (laughs) And I sound like a broken record every week talking about the Chiefs receivers. So I'm not even going to talk about them because we know they have questions at receivers. So I'm going to to run it back. No, I'm not going to run it back, Zafis. Okay, I'm okay. going to talk about how this Chiefs defense is improved. They have a top five defense in the NFL. That's the difference from last year. And Patrick Mahomes, it just looks like that, yes, he's the best quarterback in the NFL, but he's taken complete reins of the offense, even despite the deficiencies at receiver, and he just finds out ways to win. And it's really Tom Brady-esque right now what Patrick Mahomes is doing on the football field. Now, when I look at the Eagles, though, they are the more complete team. They can beat you in a variety of different ways, whether it's running the football or throwing the football. And their defense, especially their defensive line, is stacked, as you alluded to, Soffit. However, this game being at home in Kansas City, both teams are coming off a bye, so they're getting healthier. And just Patrick Mahomes finding out ways to win and the Chiefs being the more experienced team, the team used to winning, used to closing out games, I think that's going to be enough. However, it would not surprise me if the Eagles went to Kansas City and got the win and got some revenge over that Super Bowl loss. Yeah, I can definitely see this going both ways too, Tyler. It's hard to pick a, a, a winner in this one and we'll make this as our final pick in the picks coming up in the next segment. But 
Um, you know, I look at Philly and I and I just see that I think the Chiefs can stop Philly's run. Um, it's just how much are the Chiefs or are, are the Eagles gonna actually run it, right? Um, Jalen Hurts is obviously hobbled by the knee injury. We'll see how much um, you know, improved his health is coming into this game. It's kind of funny how both these teams are coming off a bye. It's like they're actually playing the Super Bowl again, right? <laughs> with that week off between the Super Bowl. But um, you know, DeAndre Swift is obviously an upgrade from what the Eagles had at running in, in the running game last year. And um, obviously, A.J. Brown had, you know, six straight games with more than 125 yards uh, receiving. I think he continues that. Um, you know, I love Devontae Smith. I love what he's all about. Losing Dallas Goddard might hurt them a little bit in this game. I don't know who's the safety valve for them offensively anymore when it was just uh, when when they were completely healthy across the board. So I think that can definitely hurt the Eagles a little bit if the Chiefs stop the run game and you know, there's no safety valve like Goddard to help them. I can see them being a little bit of a crunch for sure. Um, and, and when I look at the Chiefs, too, they have to put together a complete game offensively, right? Um, Rasheed Rice has been a really nice revelation for them. He's kind of stepped into that juju role, like you mentioned. Um, hasn't got the targets yet because it's his first season. Um, but 6'2 kid, um, you know, can can score in any fashion, whether, you know, he's going up for a jump ball or he's, taking a screen to the house. He could do either one of those things. Um, I think this game, Kelsey gets back into the mix. Travis Kelsey, that is, um, you know, the Dolphins. He had a good bye week, apparently. Yeah, going, went down to Argentina and watched his girl uh, perform. That was pretty cool. And probably has some really good steak down there in Argentina, too. The meat is really good down there, Tyler. Really? Uh, if you ever do make your way out there. Yeah, Buenos Aires, great city. I can't wait to go. Maybe that's the messy coverage talking to me in there, too. We got to mm. get a message. I uh, got to get an Argentina trip going. But, um, yeah, I think they get Travis Kelsey back in this game a little bit more than than we've seen him uh, last week against the Dolphins. And so I'm excited to make this pick with you on our picks coming up here. Um, but when you look at this, these two teams, right, are we looking at not only a Super Bowl rematch this week, but do you think they're going to meet in the Super Bowl again come February? I'm going to stick with uh, my original pick, and I have the Baltimore Ravens representing the AFC in the Super Bowl, and I have the Eagles representing the uh, NFC. And I'm not going to sound like a broken records off it, but it's going to come back. The deficiencies at wide receiver is going to come <laughs> back to bite the Chiefs come postseason, especially against a team like the Baltimore Ravens. I can see it, Tyler. I, I can see one of these teams going back to the Super Bowl. Um, and for me, I'm not just I'm not sure which one. Right. I can see the Eagles definitely going back. But you got stiff competition with San Fran and and, um, and Detroit. And when I look at the Chiefs, I think they're a class above everybody else in the AFC. Um, I think I think the Ravens and Dolphins are in that next tier for them after that. The Bills, Bengals. Yeah, the Dolphins. Um, but when you look at when you look at the AFC, the, the group, right, like the field compared mm-hmm. to the Chiefs just looks a little bit similar, more similar. I don't know if the Ravens can take 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 the Chiefs down. They have some things that I don't like in late game situations. Lamar kind of clams up on me. You know, that's what I've seen at least from Lamar. He kind of clams up in tight situations. And the Dolphins can't beat a tough team. So, see the Chiefs Super Bowl. I would love to see this year. I would love to see a rematch with the 49ers um, because they are so much more better than what they mm-hmm. were offensively when they met back in 2019 here in Miami. Um, so I'd like to see Chiefs 49ers. I could also see Dolphins Lions in the Super Bowl too, bro. Come on, man. Come on. First as of all, crazy the Dolphins, as that sounds, Tyler. 
the Dolphins and Lions aren't making the Super Bowl. <laughs> Stop it. If the Dolphins and Lions go to Super Bowl, I will personally buy you a trip to Las Vegas to go to Super Bowl. I'm glad somebody will. If the Dolphins and Lions make the Super Bowl, you buy me a ticket. I appreciate that, Tyler. Thank you. Thank yeah. you. That would be like a great bowl game. Like if the NFL did bowl games, that would be a good bowl game. Like I would watch that one at the end of the year, um, you know, during the holidays for sure. Yeah, too uh, but, bad it won't happen. No, stop it. I'm sorry. Yeah, yeah, I know, I know. It's far-fetched. Even I know it's far-fetched. Tyler, let's get into my favorite segment of the podcast. It's our picks of the week. Safin and Tyler pick five games on the NFL schedule this week. You guys should definitely listen to us too, all right? Tyler and I had a bad week, so so don't listen to us last week. Listen to us this week. Tyler and I were both two and three, right? We had some bad losses, sure. We both picked the Bengals. We both picked the Ravens. They both lost, right? I picked the Jaguars, bad pick. And Tyler picked the Saints over the Vikings, bad pick. But we will rebound. We will rebound. Just a reminder for all you guys out there, Tyler has been 5-0 and in his picks at least three times this season. Safet has been 2-0 and at least two times this season. So you listen to one of us, you could probably win all these games. Could Could be a nice little parlay for you if you put it together. But usually we don't do a Thursday night football game, but let's kick it off on Thursday night because this matchup we have to talk about. We got the Bengals going to Baltimore to face the Ravens. Both teams coming off a loss last week. Tyler... Who's going to win and who needs this more since you're Baltimore? The Bengals need this more because they had a tough start to begin the season. Um, the Ravens should be kicking themselves because their three losses are bad. You can make an argument that they can be undefeated right now. Lamar Jackson is 7-1 as a starter against the Bengals. I think the Ravens bounce back at home against Cincinnati and get the season sweep over the Bengals. I got the Ravens winning 20 Four to 21. As much as I want to take the Bengals in this one, I can't because Jamar Chase isn't 100% healthy and T. Higgins is not playing. And uh, that really hurt them last week against the Texans. And that's going to hurt them again this week This week on a short week in Baltimore, too. Look, Lamar Jackson has to be, you know, be aware of those tip passes, man. Um, that's and, and not clam up when it gets late. As soon as they're like they're up by three scores and they get down to two scores or one, he kind of clams up and, and things kind of go bad for Baltimore. But I like Baltimore's run game and I like the fact they're a little bit more healthy. So I'm gonna take the Ravens as well in this week. This week. Uh Tyler, let's get to the second game and look what it is. It's another AFC North matchup. AFC North is Tyler's favorite division, so we talk about it a lot. I'm sorry <laughs> to you guys out there, but this is a game worth picking. The Steelers are going to Cleveland to face the Browns one o'clock on Sunday. Both these teams are six and three. It's a playoff game. It's a, it's a knockout game, Tyler. It's a knockout game in the division. Who you got in this one? Steelers or the Browns, man? The Steelers are one of those teams where you just watch them play and you're like, how did they win that game? <laughs> like almost every week is like that. And then Each you and see like, week. T.J. Watt make a game-changing play, and that defense have a game-changing interception. And, like, okay, you look at the box score, it's like, how? What? Um, the Steelers' each, luck each is going week, each and every week, Safed. The Steelers' luck is going to run out, though. We already talked about the stat, how they've been outgained in every single game this year. I think the Browns, they are a better team, and plus – Deshaun Watson's quietly playing better football right now. Stop it. I have the Browns win. 
Um, I, I'm gonna I'm gonna switch my pick up here. I, I thought I had Cleveland winning this one, but I'm gonna take Pittsburgh. I'm gonna take Pittsburgh. Here's why: they figured it out in the run game. They figured it out in the run game. Kenny Pickett, bad choice at quarterback. Steelers need to make another move there because that's really what's holding them back. Their offense is just atrocious this year, but they're moving the ball on the ground with Najee Harris and Jalen Warren. I like that combo. Um, I think they should run okay against Cleveland. Cleveland's going to be stout on both ends, right? But I just don't know about Deshaun Watson. I just really don't know about Deshaun Watson. He's playing better. He, he, this, is, this was his first game-winning drive in the whole time he's been with the Browns. <laughs> All right, so it's kind of hard to give you another one right after that. Sorry, Deshaun. I'm taking the Steelers, man. I'm going to take Pittsburgh in this one. I'm taking Mike Tomlin to keep the playoff streak. I think this is going to be one, though, where the Steelers might outgain the Browns. We'll see, hmm. which is a surprise, right? It will be. <clears throat> Tyler, uh, a big AFC East matchup because of everything going on with the Bills right now. We got the New York Jets going to Buffalo this week, Sunday, 425 p.m. Eastern. Uh, Tyler, I'll make my pick first in this one, and I, th- I think the Bills are going to win. Um, I-, I just think that with everything they have going on and how bad the Jets are offensively, I think it's going to be a little bit of a kind of a, a really cathartic win for the Bills. I think they're going to blow out the Jets at home. Um, I think they're going to score early and score fast. And I know that's a lot to say when the Jets defense is number one in the whole NFL right now, um, but they don't have anything on offense to kind of keep pace with Buffalo. Um, I could see this flipping on 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 my head and Buffalo's head as well because the Jets are really well put together and they beat the Bills earlier this year, but I don't see it happening again. I think Josh Allen and the Bills win pretty big against the Jets at home on Sunday. So first of all, the Bills need an intervention uh, before things boil over. And that needs to happen quick, fast, and hurry this week for the game. Um, mm-hmm. Over under uh, three turnovers, Soffit. What do you think in this game? Under. Mind? Under. Under. I think under. it's going to be over. I think it's going to be over. I think I uh, Zach Wilson. Total in the game or just by the Bills? Oh, total, total in the game. Oh, way up, way up, way up. Way oh, way. Okay. Okay, good. Yeah, we're in the, we're in the same page. I, I got four total in the game. Two on each side. Um, however, the Bills are at home. They got embarrassed last night at home. So I do think that they rebound this week against a just terrible, terrible Jets offense. But that defense is going to keep them in the game. However, they can't score any points. They, they are deficient, terrible in offense. And the Bills, they're going to turn it over, but they'll score a few points enough to win the game. And one more thing. It's not just Zach Wilson. Like it, he deserves a lot of the blame, yeah. but like Offensive the Jets line. are dropping yeah. passes left and right. Yeah, that's true. The one time that that Zach Wilson gets a good playoff, Garrett Wilson or, or Tyler Conklin are dropping passes, and it's it's everybody. Yeah. It's everybody in, in, in with the Jets. They're, they're probably surprised when the, the ball actually gets there accurately. So they're like, "What? <laughs> uh, oh, and they, they don't even know anymore. They don't they know, don't how know to catch. what to do. Yeah, they, they don't know, know what to do. Do you blame them? This, this is a football." Yeah, I don't blame them <laughs> one bit, man. I really don't. I really don't. Uh, let's get into our last, uh, uh, excuse me, our second to last game, Sunday Night Football. I don't know why the scheduling gods blessed us with this matchup, but I think it'd still be a good one. We got the Minnesota Vikings on the road 
against the Denver Broncos on Sunday Night Football. Man, what a matchup that's going to be. Josh Dobbs, the rocket scientist, now 2-0 and leading the Vikings. Um, the guy barely even knows what he's how to get into the building, where to find the locker room, how to get onto the field. And when he gets onto it, he balls out, right, to beat the Saints last week. Um, and when you look at the Broncos needing the uh, the uh, the pass interference to set the game-winning field goal, I mean, it's savvy, but it's just it just speaks to so many more issues that the Broncos have outside of beating, you know, the the Chiefs and the and the uh, and the Bills the last couple of weeks. Tyler, I'm taking the Vikings, man. I'm mm-hmm. riding with Josh Dobbs. I'm going three and zero with Minnesota. Who you got in this one? So the Vikings have won five straight games, and this has been one of the best stories in football, just Josh Jobs being 2-0 since he became a a starter in Minnesota. However, I do believe the Broncos kind of found something. They're kind of winning complementary football. That's pretty much how they won uh, in Denver. And Russell Wilson played a pretty good game. He was efficient. Uh, He managed the offense well. And I do think that continues, especially at home against the Minnesota Vikings. So I have uh, the Denver Broncos winning. All right, Tyler, let's see who's going to win this one on Monday Night Football. We got the Super Bowl rematch between Jalen Hurts and the Philadelphia Eagles going to Kansas City to face Patrick Mahomes and the Chiefs. Both teams coming off a bye. Both teams, number one in their respective conferences. Tyler, who you got? Chiefs or Eagles, man? Fittingly, this game is on Monday Night Football, the grand finale, must best game of the week. So, Safet, everything wants me to pick the Eagles. I mean, they're the more complete team right now. I like what I've seen from them, seeing them play and dismantle the Rams. However, the Chiefs just find ways to win, even when you don't expect it to happen or when you think they're going to be overmatched on the outside or – you know, at on defense, they find ways to win, and that's because they have Patrick Mahomes and Andy Reid. They're at home. I got Kansas City beating the Philadelphia Eagles in a Super Bowl rematch. Yeah, I'm going to join you on the Kansas City train as well. Look, Philly is eight and one this week, this year, excuse me. Um, but the best team that they've beat are maybe what the Dolphins or the Cowboys, right? Every other team that they've beat have been bad uh, this year. Not to say that they can't go toe-to-toe with the Chiefs like they did last season, but um, I can see the Eagles coming in for some revenge here, but I think the Chiefs' defense is the one that's going to pull this one out for them. I think they're going to slow down the run game and kind of force Jalen Hurts to make some passes that um, maybe he won't be able to make because Dallas Goddard is out. Um, So I'm going to take the Chiefs in this one as well. To be the best, you got to beat the best. And so we got to see if Philly actually does it. All right, guys, thanks so much for tuning in to another edition of It's a Football Podcast. We really appreciate it. Uh, We'll be back next week to recap everything in the NFL world. And I hope you guys join us again. Just going to run this dog to see if we can find any type of uh, human remains that are left. Listen to Where Secrets Go to Die, The Disappearance of Derek Hennigan. From the Detroit Free Press, a new podcast set in the woods of Michigan's Upper Peninsula. Available on Apple, Spotify, Freep.com, or wherever you get your podcasts.